Welcome to I Believe, where we talk about culture and philosophy in America. I'm Joel Douglas, and I believe in America. Thanks for joining me. What's the philosophical basis for education and public funding? The context of this piece is the premise that Americans need to be able to connect to big human capital infrastructure, job training, education, professional qualifications. Individuals and communities need effective policy, accessible education, and equitable infrastructure to realize their potential. Enhancing collective individual capability fuels national growth, security, and competitiveness. The infrastructure in question is human capital, people's knowledge, skills, and abilities. Human capital is foundational infrastructure similar to bridges, roads, and dams. This infrastructure supports the national capability that underpins and enhances the nation's overall capability. To set the stage for this experiment, my voice is my own. The other voice for this piece is Ava Synth, the name of the chat GPT voice. Brilliant 11 Labs text-to-speech created the voice. I edited Ava's responses so they were shorter and more focused. Ava, what's the philosophical basis for advancing your education? Advancing education can be explored through multiple lenses, including personal growth, societal contribution, and the pursuit of truth. Philosopher John Dewey emphasized education's role in fostering critical thinking, creativity, and personal fulfillment. This perspective aligns with the concept of self-actualization in Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, suggesting that education can help individuals achieve their highest potential. From a societal perspective, education is crucial for cultivating informed and responsible citizens. It equips individuals with the knowledge and skills necessary to contribute positively to society and to participate effectively in democratic processes. Plato, in his work The Republic, argued for the importance of education in creating a just society. He highlighted its role in preparing leaders and citizens who can contribute to the common good. Philosophically, the pursuit of education emphasizes the intrinsic value of knowledge and the intellectual fulfillment that comes from understanding the world. That's a very utopian view of education, and I don't disagree with the point. But utopian ideals lack teeth. Is the philosophical basis for education not the right to own yourself? The concept of self-ownership, or the idea that individuals have the right to control their own bodies and lives, is indeed another philosophical basis for furthering education, albeit from a different angle. This perspective is grounded in libertarian and classical liberal philosophies, which emphasize individual autonomy, freedom, and rights. Philosophers like John Locke and Robert Nozick have argued for the principle of self-ownership, which asserts that individuals own themselves and, by extension, have the right to the fruits of their labour and the freedom to pursue their own happiness. Education empowers individuals by enhancing their autonomy and ability to make informed decisions about their lives. Education enables individuals to develop their capacity, make autonomous choices and engage in the exercise of their freedoms. With education, an individual can better assert control over their life trajectory, make choices that reflect their values and interests, and resist coercion. Additionally, 
Furthering education can lead to greater economic independence and self-reliance, aspects that are closely tied to the concept of self-ownership. With higher levels of education, individuals are often better positioned to secure employment, achieve financial independence, and contribute to society in meaningful ways, so long as participating their self-ownership through economic means. I'm familiar with John Locke. He's the source of individualism and therefore American theory. He's the philosopher who advanced the principles that became the U.S. Constitution. Who was Robert Nozick? Robert Nozick, 1938-2002, was an American philosopher and prominent figure in political philosophy, ethics, and epistemology. He was a professor at Harvard University and is best known for his book Anarchy, State, and Utopia, published in 1974 by Blackwell Publishers. Anarchy, State, and Utopia argued for a libertarian minimal state limited to the narrow functions of protection against force, theft, fraud, and enforcement of contracts. Nozick's libertarian philosophy is grounded in the principle of self-ownership, where individuals have the right to control their own bodies, actions, and the fruits of their labour. He argued against the redistribution of wealth by the state on the grounds that it violates individuals' rights. What would Nozick have thought about the state ensuring people have a right to access to education? Consistent with his libertarian views, Nozick would likely see education as a private good that individuals should obtain through their own efforts and resources or through voluntary exchanges and agreements. Nozick championed a minimal state, strictly limited to protecting individuals' rights to life, liberty and property. This minimal state is contrasted with a more expansive state that might engage in redistributive policies or provide a wide range of public services, including education. Based on Nozick's libertarian principles, he would likely oppose any system that funds public education through compulsory taxation, seeing it as a form of redistribution that infringes on individuals' rights to their property. He argued that redistributive policies violate the principle of self-ownership and entitlement theory, which holds that people are entitled to their holdings, e.g. income property, if they have acquired them through just means. While Nozick might oppose state-mandated funding for education through taxation, he could potentially support voluntary efforts to provide educational opportunities. This could include private schooling, scholarships funded by private donations, or community-funded educational initiatives, so long as participation and funding are voluntary and do not involve coercion by the state. So Nozick would be against the entire public American university system? What was Nozick's background before he taught at Harvard? Before Robert Nozick became a prominent figure in philosophy and a professor at Harvard University, he had a diverse educational and professional background that shaped his intellectual development. For his higher education, Nozick attended Columbia College, where he earned his bachelor's degree in 1959. He then went on to pursue graduate studies at Princeton University, where he completed his PhD in philosophy in 1963. His doctoral dissertation focused on decision theory, which already hinted at his interest in the foundations of rational choice and ethical decision-making. After receiving his PhD, Nozick took up a position at Princeton University where he started his academic career. He remained at Princeton for a short period before moving to other academic institutions. 
Before his tenure at Harvard, he also taught at the University of Virginia and Rockefeller University. These positions allowed him to develop and refine his philosophical views, particularly in political philosophy, ethics, and epistemology. At this point in our conversation, I became annoyed by the logic break. Ava, he taught at publicly funded institutions as well as private. Yes, Robert Nozick taught at both publicly funded and private institutions throughout his academic career. The University of Virginia is a public university and one of the places where Nozick taught early in his career. The University of Virginia is known for its strong commitment to liberal arts education and has a significant history as it was founded by Thomas Jefferson in 1819. Teaching at a public institution like the University of Virginia would have given Nozick insight into the operations and values of publicly funded higher education in the United States. Nozick's experience across these diverse academic settings, public and private, contributed to his broad perspective on education, research, and intellectual inquiry. However, it's important to note that while Nozick argued philosophically against certain roles of the state, including extensive public funding for services like education, his professional career did intersect with publicly funded institutions. Would he have made it to Harvard had he not taught at UVA? I find it ironic that he would use a publicly funded resource for his own career and then later criticize public funding for others. The perceived irony of utilizing publicly funded platforms while critiquing certain aspects of public funding and state involvement in individual lives is not unique to Nozick. Many intellectuals and academics work within publicly funded institutions, contributing valuable research and teaching that benefits society at large, even as they might critique aspects of those very systems. Let's dig a little deeper. Does Harvard receive public funding through grants, awards, etc.? Yes, Harvard University, like many private universities in the United States, receives public funding in the form of grants, awards, and other financial support, primarily for research purposes. These funds can come from various sources, including federal government agencies such as the National Institutes of Health, NIH, the National Science Foundation, NSF, the Department of Defense, DOD, and other entities. This funding supports a wide range of research activities across disciplines, including, but not limited to, medical research, science and engineering, public policy, and the social sciences. While Harvard's operational budget is significantly supported by its endowment, tuition fees, and private donations, federal and state research grants are a crucial component of the university's research ecosystem. Okay, Ava, let's redirect our conversation. Nozick believed in enforcing the social contract. Americans have a social contract wherein we believe we share the inalienable right to pursue happiness. If someone requires education to pursue happiness, do we not inherently believe in contributing to others' ability to pursue happiness by supporting educational institutions? Robert Nozick's views, particularly as presented in Anarchy, State and Utopia, provide a unique perspective on the concept of the social contract and the pursuit of happiness. While Nozick does argue for the enforcement of contracts and the protection of individual rights as central functions of the state, his interpretation of the social contract significantly diverges from the idea that this necessarily includes a duty to redistribute funds 
to ensure everyone's ability to pursue happiness through education or other means, Nozick's entitlement theory of justice suggests that the redistribution of funds for social welfare programs, including publicly funded education, is unjust if it infringes upon individuals' rights to their property. According to Nozick, unless individuals voluntarily choose to contribute their resources for the benefit of others, compelling them to do so through taxation constitutes a violation of their rights. In essence, while Nozick deeply values the pursuit of happiness, his philosophical stance does not inherently support the idea of redistributing funds for education or other means of enabling this pursuit as a state-enforced obligation. I didn't mean to apply a redistribution of funds. I mean Americans, by virtue of being American, choose to willingly give some funds to enable others to achieve their pursuit of happiness at some level. What would Nozick think of this position? And Robert Nozick would likely view the position that Americans choose to willingly give some funds to enable others to achieve their pursuit of happiness as a reflection of individual autonomy and voluntary association. As long as these contributions are not compelled by the state and respect the principles of individual rights and consent, they could be seen as consistent with his philosophical framework. This perspective underscores the distinction between voluntary acts of support and charity, which are compatible with libertarian principles, and compulsory redistribution, which is not. Ava isn't getting my point. The contributions are compelled by the state. They're called taxes. But we do choose to pay them. Ava, here in America, we elect representatives. Our representatives choose to, on our behalf, fund public institutions to enable others to achieve their inherent right to pursue happiness. Every state in the Union has a public university. Therefore, we as individuals choose to fund public institutions. Further, this means our commitment to education isn't compulsory, it's voluntary. Your argument posits an interesting perspective on the democratic process, and the funding of public institutions in the United States, including education. This view suggests that, because Americans elect representatives who make decisions on public funding, including for education, this process is essentially a form of collective voluntary choice rather than compulsory imposition. Of course, conversing with a large language model has no end. You type, and it writes back. And Ava is not the esteemed Dr. Nozick. Individuals and communities need effective policy, accessible education, and equitable infrastructure to realize their potential. Americans need to be able to connect to big human capital infrastructure, job training, education, professional qualifications. Enhancing collective individual capability fuels national growth, security, and competitiveness. Human capital infrastructure, people's knowledge, skills, and abilities, is foundational infrastructure similar to bridges, roads, and dams. This infrastructure supports the national capability that underpins and enhances the nation's overall capability. In our democratic republic, we elect representatives to act on our behalf. These representatives choose to fund public institutions to enable others to achieve their inherent right to pursue happiness. Every state in the Union has a public university. Therefore, 
We as individuals choose to fund public institutions to enable others to achieve their inherent right to pursue happiness. May God bless the United States of America. <laughs>